Hello, everybody. This is John Burgos, and welcome to Oh My God, Season 15 of Beyond the Ordinary Show. And wow, I'm over here having to take a deep breath and acknowledgement, not just 15 seasons, but what's coming up in this 15th season, the energy that's running through this this energy of inspiration and of hope, of excitement and of wonder. Um, and it's just phenomenal. Even the music that we're using for the new season, it's just, it uplifts me in a whole different way. The new year came in and I'm giddy at the potential that's riding in for all of us. And in that potential, if there's places to tweak or adjust course or things like that, we know we've got this. And we have the support, and we have people like today's guest, Joanie Feeler, who's here to give us an energy update and to take us into the next part of Ascension. So I'm just so excited, feel so blessed that all of you are here with us listening, participating, whether you're live or on the replay. It's just, this feels so expansive, and I want to, again, thank each and every one of you for just being part of this amazing community. Um, And I'd have to be remiss, I I get this on continuous basis from all the speakers about you, uh, the listeners on Beyond the Ordinary. It's like it's every time you guys sign up for an offer, do sessions, participate in a class, I hear from our speakers about how wonderful the Beyond the Audience community is, the people that listen, how the speakers are growing as much as the audiences from the interaction. And I just have to give you guys kudos. And again, it just warms and melts my heart. Um, to hear that over and over again. So thank each and every one of you. Um, and if you guys are ready, today we are diving in with Jill Renee. And I am, it's, she's the perfect, perfect guest to kick off season 15. And it's just, it's, there's this brother sister energy, this acknowledgement of each other that we have. And um, I could not be happier for what's being shared today. And she's got some profound information to share with all of us. So for any of y'all, who are not familiar with Jill Renee, uh, prepare to have your hearts just open wide, just on the sound of her voice and, and the love that you feel from her. And for all of you guys who are familiar with her, you know what I'm talking about. And I just want to invite everyone to relax into today's conversation, be open to receive and, and receive this just for you. Dare to be selfish during today's call and to ingest just the love that's about to be fed. Um, so, again, to tell you a little bit about Jill, a little bit more anyway, Jill Renee Feeler invites us into not just another dimension of ourselves, but into another spectrum of our humanity. She is boldly setting the stage for the 21st century spirituality, ushering in a way of being divine while also being wholly human. She embodies awareness, wisdom, and unconditional love that turned present-day spiritual teachings on her head. Jill offers her audience and clients clear, game-changing tools for bypassing the limitations of this age, for connecting directly to your eternal energy field and your inherent sovereignty. As a rising star in the personal growth industry, published author, an unforgettable speaker, and top-rated intuitive, her fresh ideas come to life and awaken the soul for even the most advanced spiritual speaker. Jill's intuitive sessions are game-changing also. I've had several, and I'm having another one later this week, and I cannot wait for that session to come up. And as one client put it perfectly, one session with Jill is like a year's worth of therapy coaching. Awaken your soul, brush off the false teachings, and tee up your mastery with Jill. 
And with that, Jill, welcome to today's show. Thank you, thank you, thank you for inaugurating the new season. Thank you. I I have to confer with you that I love your audience. <laughs> so true. It is so I've definitely been one of those that are like, oh, John, I love this audience. It does feel like family and so ready to take things to not just the next level, but a new level. And I love that. It's just, yeah, yeah, it's so cool. I'm really glad to be here. And congratulations on kicking off season 15. Yes, thank you so much. Again, it's so there's so much in the air right now, Joel. Let's just dive into that. Where are we now? What's going on? Oh, my God. Okay. So what I'm feeling, well, first, let's just take a couple nice deep breaths because I know I'm super excited, and I feel like for all of us it will really help to sort of find, create a rhythm within ourselves of reunion with the light within. So let's just take a couple minutes here and just take a nice deep breath. Just feel and imagine this beautiful ball of light within yourself, within your core, you don't need to pull the light from the inside or from the outside in because you got it from the inside out. And just imagine this warm glow within yourself as you feel that love from Source Creator from the inside for everything that you are in ways that our humanness and that our brain cannot understand. We see everything about you as Source and we love it all. Just let yourself feel loved in a way that you never have before. Oh, yeah. We got some major wattage increases <laughs> going on here. Okay, very good. Oh, thanks for that, everybody. It feels really good that we all just kind of turned up our light and some of us turned on the light in the inside that maybe we had never done before, so that feels good. So what's going on? Um, what, what I'm most excited about, about what I'm shown from what I call my team, which is my connection to the all that is, um, that I am um, in the all that is. So what my team has been showing me is that we're becoming more comfortable in our individuality. And it kind of reminds me of most of us when we were young, maybe teenagers, et cetera, we wanted to feel like part of the crowd. We wanted to know like who our tribe was, and some of us may have felt more comfortable if we dressed and acted and spoke like they did. And then as we get older, we sort of are more comfortable and more confident celebrating our own individuality, the fact that even if nobody else is wearing the type of like shoes that we like to wear, we like to wear those types of shoes. So we're just embracing that uniqueness. And that's what's happening really, really um, exciting, excitedly within spirituality and within enlightenment is that we are getting, I want to say, more clear and more confident in the unique light of source that we are. And that doesn't mean that we have to like a, like, you know, go rogue <laughs> from a group or community that we're a part of, but we may be more honest with ourselves that we stand out sometimes even in these pretty cohesive tribes, we still stand out. And that that's, that's a, it's not only just okay, it's perfect. And for a lot of us, we're really realizing that some groups actually don't like it when somebody stands out. Some groups are more comfortable if everybody's blending in. Um, but there are situations, and I know I love create, to create situations and, and foster a group environment where that individuality is celebrated like really celebrate it, especially when it's, when it's love-focused and it's not at anyone's expense. 
Is that how how are you feeling about that, John? I'm curious if you're seeing that sort of trend as well. It, it, I really am. There's something about the individuality. That it's the sovereignty and the individuality. It's really time yes. to focus in our inner power and and in that allow it to shine and then just in allowing it to shine your gift to everything else everybody that wants to be a teacher or to gift that's where it starts yes oh i love that and that it does take courage right because it is it's safer to blend into a crowd even if that crowd is is very unique and i want to say woo woo right that we are (laughs) unique relative to the rest of the rest of the humans right but the fact that even within that group we have such individuality and that we may have been even unknowingly sort of suppressing that individuality because of lack of confidence. Um, I mean, one silly example that I have, I'm super impatient. And that's not typically known as an attribute of enlightenment. Um, in fact, in most enlightenment communities, that would be seen as very low vibe, <laughs> right? But what my team showed me about my impatience is that it's a really important part of my leadership of light and the way that I do that in this reality because I I don't want to wait for other people to get it. I don't want to wait for somebody else to say what I want to say. I just go for it. Um, so my impatience is actually a perfect quality about who and what I represent even in the enlightenment community in this reality. So that's just one, you know, silly little example, but you know, most of us would be like, oh, I'm impatient, you know, I'm working on that. And meanwhile, our teams are like, no, that's great. You be impatient. There's a reason why you're impatient. That's not low vibe at all in your case. There's there's a whole bunch of things like that where we feel like, well, this part of me and that part of me, i got to work on that. What if you don't? What if that right. thing that you feel like you've been trying, that, that you've needed to work on, is nothing you need to work on, and that it fits you, it suits your light, your soulfulness, your soul signature, perfectly. Ah, permission for that's phenomenal. It, you know, it's funny, Jill, I was having a conversation with someone a couple of days ago about um, procrastination and putting things off and um, I'm kind of somewhat aloof about planning sometimes. But there's a, <laughs> there's a flow to that as well. Um, mm-hmm. There's sometimes the things don't come in and don't land in such a, and you're laughing because that's not one of your you like to plan and do things. Um, <laughs> I'm laughing because I and, know you and I've experienced. And you know that. me, right? <laughs> you have <laughs> on a personal and professional level. Yes, <laughs> I love it. I love it though. <laughs> go ahead. I'm sorry I interrupted you. Go ahead. No, but it's funny. But but it's funny how in that flow of who you are and it like things land in a certain way that wouldn't have if you tried to force it in an inorganic way that's not part of your constitution. Yeah, exactly. Ah, oh, and we're not one. We're this like a one-hit wonder, like in a band. We we can be impatient and patient, you know, in different scenarios. So we're not one thing. And that's another part of that kind of un- unfolding of this like origami sort of situation that even where our brains may want us, it's almost like we want an elevator pitch of ourselves. And some people may not know what an elevator pitch is, but I'm kind of a business geek. But this idea that you have to be able to describe your business idea in 30 seconds in an elevator ride. Some of us get like that about ourselves, that we have to have a pitch for who and what we are. But we leave out a whole bunch by trying to contain who and what we are in some sort of a, a pithy, you know, sort of one-liner. 
um, that doesn't begin to describe us. So it's fine to have some sort of a, a, you know, an egoic, in a good way, story about who and what you are, but please don't be confused about the fact that there's not a lot of divine and crystalline contradictions about that within yourself that are good. I love that, Jill. Yeah. Thank you. I like I like how that came out too. I didn't plan it. <laughs> you know me. It's not a planned thing. <laughs> but so I'm excited how, how for us. Go, go ahead. Yeah, how do we go about embracing this more? How do we go about giving ourselves permission to be in this instead of um the prescribed method that supposedly are, are better for the group? So good. I love that. It's funny because I feel like that's where I was going to go too. We're so in sync. I love it. Um this the strategy I'm feeling right here for that in terms of how we do that is to question your self-criticisms. That that feels like a really good one to start with. The things that you are hard on yourself about, that you need to fix this or you need to improve that or you need to dial you know X down or something, so dial something back. What if that's not true? That relieves so much pressure. <laughs> it also frees up a lot of energy because some of the things that we're trying to sort of fix within ourselves that may have never needed fixing and we just need to kind of change our perspective and upgrade our sense of who and what we are and redefine our sense of what enlightenment is to let our natural attributes become, I want to say, an ally or an asset to the soul signature that you are. That, that you go together as yourself more than you realize. So that, that would be the first strategy I'd offer is just really even make a list if you're a list maker. <laughs> We've got, I guess, new moon and Capricorn, and I'm told, I'm not an astrologer, but that has to do with like, with like productivity and outward actions and things. So sounds, sounds good for making a list. Um, but make a list of the things that you're wishing you weren't <laughs> or wishing you were more of. And just put this big heart around it and give yourself permission to just love on that list of, you know what, maybe these are all perfect. Maybe what I am right now and what I've always been is actually a better container for my light than I ever realized. There's a lot of grace in that. There's a lot of natural flow in that, and that's that tends to be the way our higher self energies work well in this reality. So that would be the first kind of component to it, and I, I want to come up with three. I'm like, can we come up with three? Our teams are well, like, yes, wanna, of course. Oh, go ahead. I want to yeah. ask you a question about that. And actually, mm-hmm. make a comment because th- there's this whole idea about wholeness, but, but wholeness isn't really defined. And, and who invented mm. this wholeness concept and based on what <laughs> parameters? And yeah. what you're really inviting to is into wholeness of ourselves and, and understanding <laughs> that in a way that doesn't fit the box. I love you. Metatron is smiling and he's like, oh, he's on to us. And I'm like, he's in it. He's in it. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect because I'm a huge fan of wholeness and I do talk a lot about that. And you're right. If the Especially if the left hemisphere of the brain, the part of us – that loves to know like how we're doing. Like we want to grade, we want to score, we want to like when I get you know in client sessions, people are asking like, you know, how am I doing? Like, am I on track? Am I off track? What else do I have to do? Am I missing anything? <laughs> right? That analyzer part of us 
wants some objective criteria. But as Metatron was pointing out to me as you were sharing that, this is so subjective. Wholeness in this reality is subjective. So your best criteria of how whole you're feeling Oh, I want a, I want a really good one. I was going to go at this, and my team was like, wait, slow down, Jill. <laughs> okay, good. Your best criteria for how whole you are feeling is how much love you are allowing yourself to receive from Source Creator God. Now, let's contrast that against a group like this. We're natural at, we, we are just exceptional at being loving towards other people. Some of us are not so great at loving ourselves. And loving doesn't mean um, like some sort of uh, forced, oh yeah, I'm supposed to like that part of myself. I mean like really loving that part of you. So again, the example I gave earlier about me being able to celebrate my impatience I I didn't know I was supposed to so I didn't know that was something to celebrate. But then when I started seeing it from these other more cosmic angles, I was like, this is good. I'm glad we have some impatience here. I'm pretty sure not as much would be getting done in the world if it weren't for some of us that were more impatient. So I love your point about the wholeness, and I do feel like our, our analyzer layers of self got a really big hug there, right there. Beautiful. And I interrupted your, your set of three. That's okay. <laughs> Maybe the other two weren't that important. And my team was like, no, let's go for them. It's always, it's always good to have a list yeah. of three things. Um, okay, so the first one we already got. The second one, the second one, have more fun with it. I mean, like really explore these ideas of how do you want to stand out? In a group that's, that looks on the surface like they're all lockstep and all wearing the same things. I mean, like when I see a group like that went to Egypt or something and they're all wearing white as they're doing some ceremony, I'm definitely, like I look at it and I'm like, I would so want to wear red, like right there in that group. I'd want to be wearing bright red. <laughs> so, but that's, that's how I am. That's how I allow myself to be now. So where, where do you want to stand out from, from your crowd? not in a way that shows anybody up, but just that lets you realize that you are always a unique soul signature in every reality, including this one. So that would be number two. And then number three, how are you celebrating the, the, the cool, maybe even quirky uniquenesses in other people, like your favorite people, favorite people that you know personally, or favorite people, maybe personalities that are more public, what is your favorite thing about them? And my guess is it's something that's unique and that is you know, unusual, extraordinary compared to other people. The reason that you, one of the reasons you probably like that person is because they are kind of cut from their own cloth. They're, they're breaking free from some convention and you're celebrating that. That will help literally your mind um, get used to this idea that nonconformity um, is terrifying. That's true. Um, but it's also exciting. And we let more light into ourselves when we go into the realms of nonconformity. Number four. <laughs> I have a number four. I didn't think I would. Number four is be, 
<laughs> this is kind of funny. Be be uh, expectant of some backlash, <laughs> okay? Because there are gatekeepers, right? There are some that actually they feel like it's their job to enforce conformity. They're those are the types of folks. They're more they like things predictable. Um, they'd be mad at me if I showed up in red when clearly the understanding was it was supposed to be that we'd all wear white, that kind of thing. Um, if you expect that ahead of time, then you can really test within yourself, is this is this a disrespectful move? Because that's probably not what we're looking for. Um, or is it something kind of silly that maybe shouldn't matter, but maybe it does to that person? Um, just maybe getting more comfortable in discomfort in discomfort, um, because that's a that's an important quality for anyone that is going to kind of uh, break out um, from their own shell or from the shell of a group, is that they get comfortable with with being uncomfortable. I love that, Jill. That actually reminds me of the book, The Artist's Way. Uh, amazing book. It's a creativity book that was written quite a while back. But part of the concept in The Artist's Way is that. You only share certain things of certain people until you're ready to like really bring it out. And if you're, if we're just opening our voice and our persona to these new concepts into the world, you, you don't want to start off with, you know, a brother-in-law who's going to knock it down every chance he gets because he's so far on the right and you're so far on the left that there's no meeting ground. Um, That's it's, really it's good. Dwindle your confidence. And so you share it in space where where you know it's co-creative. You don't always have to agree, but it's supportive. It's it's nurturing once, once it comes in, and it provides a, a stage for truth to emerge from within your heart. And then as you build up and you get stronger, then you start widening the net and the circle in which you share, and then you just become so adept. And, and this happened to me personally. I mean, that's kind of what I've mm. done um, over the last several years or, or decade. Um, it's, I love that. it's, it's knowing where to, where that voice, um, can, can be received. Not that it has to be received as being right, but again, mm -hmm. it can be received on an ear that is willing to listen and to, um, mold something with you out of it. That's so big. I love that, John. It's, it, yeah. it, yeah, I can relate to that too because there are definitely things and I talk, it's funny, we're talking on when, on, we're talking about a, a sliver of what's in the special offer. So I've got, I've got a big smile on my face about the synchronicity of that too. Um, there have definitely been times when I knew some of my, you know, inner circle, whether that's my daughters or my husband or et cetera, wouldn't be as thrilled about something that I'm doing. And I, I can feel that. I can sense that. Sometimes I'm wrong about that, that they actually are more excited about it than I, than I had imagined. But I'm protective. Um, and what I also find is that sometimes those less confident layers within ourselves are, it's almost like it, those voices within us are telling us that in order to make a bold move, we have to have that kind of support. But it's actually not true. Um, I, I know I've surprised myself sometimes at things where it would have been nice to have maybe more kind of human, uh, kind of, you know, skin, <laughs> you know, blood and skin, bone kind of support for things. But yet I, I maybe didn't ask for it, didn't look for it and didn't have it. And my 
I was going more within for that that support system from from literally source creator within myself, and it ended up going you know very well, and it it actually increased my confidence even more. So let me just clarify one of those ideas. Some of us feel like we have to have certain levels of human support to kind of kind of do that that breakout moment. That's actually not true. What you think you need is far less than you're expecting. I love that. And then there comes a time also where you've got to throw yourself out there and not be intimidated about the response you get back because your soul needs you to stand up for you. It doesn't need you uh-huh. to want you to, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I totally agree. And it's and again, here's band. some... And it is, and here's some uniqueness, right? Because some people are more thick-skinned about criticism than others. Um, I'm fearless in a lot of ways, but I'm pretty thin-skinned when it comes to criticism. I'm going to totally own it. There's some <laughs> vibrations of criticism where if it feels like a healthy sort of intellectual debate, right, where it's like a debate of ideas, oh, I'm in, I'm really in. But if I feel like it's kind of a, you know, I'm smart and you're not, you know, kind of vibration. There, I just feel the the sort of personal level of it and the not being willing to see each other as both valuable, you know, um, the differing perspectives, et cetera. Um, so I've realized that about myself as I started being, you know, quite public and just throwing stuff out there on YouTube and things like that years ago, um, is that I there are layers to me that are quite thin-skinned and I feel protective of her, <laughs> to be honest with you. Mm, right. So some of us need a different system of kind of those breakthrough um, energy patterns and what that exposes us to. Um, but there's there's ways to, we can we can handle that. That's that's manageable. It's right. it's far more manageable than maybe we think before we've done it. I agree. Hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I'm going to throw a conversation in just a slight different direction, but to come back on. Since you did yep. mention Metatron, um, yeah. I am getting so many people who are so connected to Metatron right now, and he's he's like amplified in the field and so many. And maybe it's just my awareness. Maybe <laughs> it's more collective than I realize. I'm not sure. Um, but why is he coming up so strongly? Oh, I love it because as you're talking about him, what I what I imagine him doing is kind of like that that super fun brother that likes to kind of ham it up. And he's like standing nice and tall and proud, his big chest, you know, kind of muscles pumped. And he's kind of like, you know, neck high, like beaming like Zeus you know, on a mountaintop or something like, oh, finally I'm getting the, the recognition I deserve kind of thing. He's laughing. Um, but it makes sense what you're saying. And I didn't know that, that so many, like there was a growing movement of folks that felt connected to Metatron, but it does make sense because he is, he is such a champion of that kind of be your one, that everybody is this really amazing soul signature. And in this reality, there's such value and purpose and growth in really owning your one and celebrating your one as a a divine entity in and of itself. Um, Strength, courage, um, yeah, it's just, it's in celebration of the unexpected, which is a huge theme right now too. This, you know, predictability is overrated. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I'm feeling in terms of the uh, the the perfection of of him, if you will, not really him as a gender, but but that force that I call Metatron and that so many do know as Metatron. Um, Archangel Gabriel, similarly, by the way, that feels like a 
a movement in that direction, which is great. Has your communication with them increased in, or is it changing in a different way? Is it more, um, how are they communicating with you lately? Um, to me, they, Metatron was part of, I want to say, my team before Gabriel was. I'll never forget that the time Gabriel popped in and I, oh, so cool. Um, so they, because I'm such a champion in this, I mean, I, I look at myself as such a champion of, of you know, helping celebrate the individual light within within all life and being such a cheerleader of that in my work with my clients and in the courses I teach, et cetera. Um, you know, be your one. Your one is amazing. Let me let me show you what I see about why I love you, right, from your soulfulness perspective. Um, so for me, they've always been there. So for me, it's not more than it was before, but, but yeah, they come in handy on my team, that's for sure. Um, yeah, they're, Gabriel's fierce. I mean, he... He's a truth teller major, and it's I I feel like he has a fun time with me because one of my roles I call it a master communicator, which and I I have a lot of clients that are master communicators master communicators too, and it just really what we mean by that is, you know, there's nothing tangible about a word. Energy is so esoteric, and language is just hanging words on these energy packets. Um, these energy containers with with language, human language. And even though some of us may feel dissatisfied with human language, master communicators, it's like a thrilling challenge to try to have words hold the energies that we felt underneath it. So in my master communicator role, I'm always trying to find the way to word it that is A, most likely to be heard, and B, uh, the most authentic from the soul perspective and hopefully three, just that they can feel the love, even if it's kind of a, a harsh, like, oh, God, that hurt. <laughs> when you just said that, that hurt, right? But right? yeah. you can still feel that love. So Gabriel and I have a have a fun thing because he's got the zingers, and then I'm like, okay, how, what words can I put on that where it's best received? Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So with, with where we are now and the energy is coming in, and then mm-hmm. you know this is zinging energy. This it's really this just this plain truth coming in, and then the support <laughs> that's coming in from the Metatronic structure. I'll call it from you know Master Metatron. Um, yeah. What does it look like from here? What does it look like living in this truth? Living in this yeah. just this is where we're going forward, and there's no looking back. Right. So, oh God, I just I love talking with you, John, because we are so it is like an unorchestrated dance that is purely orchestrated because that's exactly where I was going to go is related to that truth. So what it feels like to me, I felt Archangel Gabriel, as you were talking about it, saying there is the truth. There is nowhere to hide <laughs> like from the truth. <laughs> um, but it feels good because, you know, there's been a lot of, I want to say, attempts at enlightenment and the definition I'm using for enlightenment is literally the eternal light within. That is enlightenment. So to me, it doesn't even have to be a process other than going, oh, well, if I'm eternally light, then earth is a part of eternity. How could you not, how could you be outside of eternity? So I guess I'm light within here too. Wow, it doesn't feel like that all the time, but that's an interesting truth to try on, right? There have been a lot of attempts within enlightenment and consciousness communities, et cetera, to sort of uh, cover up things that we didn't know what to do with. 
In other words, it's like the uncomfortable truths, right? We didn't know what to do with them. And now we really have, I want to say, come so far in embodying this, these, I want to say, pure vibrations of light. We've expanded the range of consciousness. We've expanded the range of uh, dimensional kind of gears that we operate from. And that gives us more to work with to face these truths that aren't even that scary. They, are, they didn't deserve, I mean, those, those covered up sort of things that we hide from ourselves, those aren't nearly as sort of damning or, or like scary that we once thought they were. And as we're getting stronger in our light, we are literally more capable of embracing those parts of ourselves than, than we were in the past. Does that, what do you feel about that, John? I'm curious about what, what your answer would be about that trend. Well, and I think that's what's coming up for me as far as the trend also. I think there's a balancing out of energies, and it's not a removing of energies, but a balancing out. It's, I, think we're, I think we've gone so high as spiritual seekers, mm-hmm. and, we've, and, and so many have experienced so many lows, if you will, the density through trauma, through suffering, through, um, through soul loss, through whichever mechanisms those came in and then we chose to experience them as humans. And there's a merging and a balancing of that pendulum that's coming into place where you're not, where you're not making any of it wrong, but you realize that as a soul you came in here to experience that because, and I've been having this conversation with people recently, um, mm. and it's really, a, it's, a, it's a stand um, for where we are, and I'm sorry, but no, well, let me take, I'm not sorry, I'm just, I'm proclaiming it. It's the age of the light worker, and it's time as light workers that we stand up and we integrate all those aspects of ourselves and not see them as kinks in the armor, but rather those kinks that actually got welded in a way that they're impenetrable. We've survived going up, coming down, mm. and in the integration of it, we get to move forward in that light and show people that we can function in this realm beautifully by merging those aspects of ourselves, the anger, the hate, the judgment, and all that stuff with the mm-hmm. total enlightenment, with the reaching of the other cosmos, and talking to God source because we're meant to bring that forward as an example for what's possible for Earth. But in that example, we get to live the truth of that. Oh, I love that. I love that. Yes, exactly. It feels so good. Another layer I'd add on to that is that the joys of like getting the freak in our bodies, right? Because that was a huge, you know, I want to say failed experiment within enlightenment too, is if light within in a body that you're not fully occupying is not a very bright light, folks, right? So the the understanding, uh, the acceptance of the fact that we have a bodysuit, it's here to inhabit with everything, fully with the light. And that, you know, again, that's kind of that wanting to crawl out of the skin because it doesn't feel comfortable. Uh, my light doesn't fit here. This body's broken. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, right. It's so valuable to get all the way in our bodies, even in the lower chakras. And that's um, that's been a, yeah, that's a big one. That's a It's a really big one because upper chakra um, I call it kind of lollipop energy. I think I saw somebody else call it that. And I, was <laughs> I love like, that. Yeah, that makes sense. So there's lots of top-heavy, and I was that way, very top-heavy chakra. And I didn't know I was that way. This was as I first, you know, kind of 
turned on, if you will, and became activated um, around the age of 38, 39, is that I was so I was so fascinated by all of this esoteric stuff that was had not been a part of my life or a part of my upbringing that I was it was like a high. I was just so enchanted by the whole idea that I started to feel like the everyday parts of being human were not spiritual enough, right? So I became really like picky and choosy about, well, is this, you know, high vibe or is this low vibe? And there's nothing wrong with that. But at some point I'm like, well, it, it's none of it has to be like anti-light. Um, and I started to appreciate more the the benefits of being like appreciating the lower chakras. And it's kind of cool because when you do that, you actually um, your human relationships start to get better. A little, you know, huh, funny how that happens when you get in the body that you actually <laughs> relate more to your fellow humans and to your own humanity. <laughs> you don't lose your keys right. as much. You're better with money um, because you're actually in, in the physical and realizing that we chose to be in the physical and that doesn't mean we're not in the all that is. It's all one at the same time. Oh, I love that. It really is. Mm. That's so amazing, Joe. I love your awareness around all this. Oh, um, thank you. It's fun. Wow. So, with mm. everything, well, people are asking if you're going to channel for us tonight. One of the angels, and you always do. So, to let everyone know, that's I'm sure that's probably coming during the call. Maybe, perhaps. Um, yeah, I would I, love to. I get, I get the sense <laughs> that's coming in. Um, but on the body discussion, Joe, also it's mm. well for me. First of all, we have this amazing body and. I believe that this gift that we have of being incarnate and to be sensual beings is not something that's reserved for all realms. And to take mm. advantage of it while we're here and to really just nurture it and to get into the sensual aspect of tasting, touching someone else, enjoy, enjoying the smells that we take in. Um, mm-hmm. But we... we I don't, we forget to have the appreciation for the skin that we have in our, in our mm. ability to tingle when something else is reflected in our skin. Um, it's, or the wind breezes by and it's, it's, it's crazy how we take that sacred thing for granted. Yes. Sorry if you guys can hear my dog barking in the background. It's a sense <laughs> like yes. I think my <laughs> husband and girls are getting home. Um, I love what you're saying there, and I totally agree. And I don't want to. I don't want to overlook the fact that for a while, in enlightenment and spiritual communities, it actually was kind of the cool thing to do to kind of trash, not but trash, uh, trash in words the body. Oh, well, you know, it's so low vibe to have a human bodysuit. And I remember there was one channeler that somebody posted something on social media and I, I clicked it. This was, gosh, probably five or six years ago. And it was this channeler talking about how the group that she was connected with and the all that is was saying that humans smell bad. We kind of stink. And I was just like, I just turned it off and I was like, whoa. I mean, and I just looked at my team and I was like, that's not a group I would want to hang out with, right? That would make me make me feel like I stunk. And my team said they were just really honoring of the fact that there are different perspectives, obviously, and different vibrational views about who and what humanity is. 
And they said, well, how do you want to look at your humanness? And I said, I want to look at it like a gift. And it doesn't mean that we smell great all the times. But I would never, I mean, I would never say to a child, like, you stink, right? And it's just, it's rude, it's insensitive, it's very unloving. Um, I don't know, it's just like, how is that raising raising, you know, the vibes and inspiring the light within. So it right. I just wanna for some reason want to name this idea that it had been a cool thing to disregard our physicality. And I was really happy to not choose that that way. To me that's not cool. Um and to me it's sad <laughs> because if you really deconstruct that energy pattern, what it's saying is if you disrespect humanity, you're you're automatically discounting the ability for your light to be full and present and alive and vibrant from within your incarnation. That to me is sad for that person and it's sad for all of us because we're all missing out on a version of that person that's amazing. <laughs> My team is like, even when they smell bad. <laughs> even if they need even if they need a shower, right? Um so I I I completely agree with you that there are there are so many realities that we know as our as our soulfulness that are non-physical and that's that's sometimes a hard thing for our brains to even to even consider right and let's just play with this for a minute cuz it's kind of fun to offer a mind bender here and there right a lot of us even when we think of very out there sort of like way advanced topics we still want to talk about a who and a what and a where, right? Those are all conventions. Well, not all of them, but definitely the where um, is a convention of the time-space continuum. The who is a bit of a, a lock in the time-space continuum too. So that's that's pretty interesting that when you really embrace this idea of your all that is, it's a it's a truth of omnipresence. There's nowhere you're not. Oh. Right? So that you know, I just felt that like a like a like a sun just kind of clicking into space right along our shoulder line and along oh. our clavicle bones, right beneath our throat chakra and above our heart chakra. Oh, that was big. Right there. That just felt really huge as an activation. Not to invite feelings of inferiority of the humanness, but to inspire feelings of excitement about what we are eternally. And it it does make this time-space continuum experience, our physicality, our being human, more special. This is a sacred, we are a sacred life form. All life forms are sacred. So, I mean, personally, John, I also get, I want to say a little bit sad for folks when they really love, all like all animals except humans, <laughs> right? It's like, well, I love the lions and I love the cats and the dogs, but I don't like the fellow humans. And I can feel in their energy that they also don't like their human. They don't feel that this is such a great thing to be. And that's a surefire way to limit your connection to soulfulness you're feeling the light of source within you because you're you're putting almost like in a hierarchy or an eco and like an ecosystem ladder you're putting yourself below other life forms and 
that's not only unnecessary, that's like not serving um, your higher self that obviously specifically chose human. And I know that because you are. <laughs> that's how I know. <laughs> so there's a lot of upgrades that a lot of us have been making and some are still kind of contemplating for themselves. And it's interesting because they all matter. I I love it when I'm walking around with an idea or a concept of who and what I am and all of a sudden my team will kind of like poke a hole in it and I'm like, oh my God, that's true. And I'll start laughing like I am limiting myself with that idea. That's so funny. And And then I can feel myself let go of that limitation, not even having known it was a limitation because at one point it may have been an upgrade. Right. And then I let it go, and then I and then I've let go of that box, that container, and I just let more love and let more light in from the inside out, and then I create a new container, and that's okay. We need an edge to our field in order to have that oneness, but it's a, it's really valuable to be able to kind of question yourself and be open to new ideas so that you can allow the whole point of growth for me is how much love am I letting myself feel for myself by source, by my higher self, and how much love am I letting myself feel for everyone here? Mm. And there's, I mean, as infinite love, right, as in eternal light, there's always more room for that. So that's, I guess, another little pet peeve of mine is when somebody walks around with an air of superiority of, oh, yeah, I already know that. I've been doing this for like 20 years, and there's just this sense of like spiritual elitism. And that's right. pretty sad, too, because it, we need a, a degree of humility, not where like we're not worthy, we're not worthy <laughs> on Wayne's World reference. <laughs> I just did that. <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, so not that kind of humility. But that sense of being excited about the next thing that you that you thought you knew that you didn't know, because those are signs of growth. Right. Yeah, that's wonderful, Jill. Mm -hmm. An experience I was having last week was was really interesting. It's it's I was having flu-like symptoms, um, and tired, and body aches, and I had all these other stuff that had to go on. And then I had my shoulder kind of going, I could barely move it and all these things. And I'd raise it above a certain point and I'd have to scream out in agony. It was so painful. And the whole time, I can't say the whole time, but most of the time when the pain would come up in my shoulder, I felt myself just like my whole body is just like a furnace. I was actually laughing about it. I would laugh. <laughs> I, I mean, it's like, it's like, oh, this is funny. And, and, and the laughing was really that sense of wonder. Like, I wonder what's coming up next. What is releasing? What is, what's this trying to show me? It's like, okay, I know there's a message here. I'll play with you, right? Um, uh-huh. My old sense would have been, I want this gone. This is miserable. This sucks. I can't believe I'm feeling so bad. Not that I didn't have a little bit of that, um, mm. but just the, just the energy of wanting to play and have communication with those things that are coming up that from the old world would seem like they were slowing us down or taking us off path or, or trying to hurt us in some malicious way, um, mm. th- there's something shifting tremendously in that. Oh, it's, I love what you're saying. And what I'm, what I'm getting from your team about that is that you have a healthy, happy relationship with pain. Not mm. as a masochist, right, but as an embracer of, of all things physical, right, that you've created space for your joy 
and your light, even in pain. And I can totally resonate because I'm the same way. When I work with my Thai yoga massage person every week, I've been seeing her for about two months because I've had my own versions of aches and pains. And I'm like, am I falling apart? Or is this just like, what is this? When she gets to really something deep, I start to giggle. And people that like, a normal person would look at me and just go, so it can't hurt that bad because you're, la- you're laughing. I'm like, no, like it hurts like hell. Oh, it hurts so bad. And I'm, yeah. laugh- <laughs> I'm laughing. So it's it's a healthy relationship with pain, and I can totally relate to that. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. So, so oh, my what, God. What do we, what's coming up that we have su- that we have to, to be super excited about? Because I, mm. I love that you're bringing this conversation, and the excited part that comes up, is something mm-hmm. that all of you listening, I want you to anchor in, if you will, if you choose to, into the excitement mm-hmm. and really allow excitement to be one of the leads. If, there can be many, but allow this air. I think we have, again, I'll go to myself personally. I've repressed excitement for a long time. I've been through mm-hmm. the void. I kind of held back. I didn't see kind of things going. I I kind of mortgaged my excitement just to wait and see if enough would reveal itself for me to maybe really be excited because it was really going to go through. And I think Mm. all that's changed. Mm, I love it. Okay, so let's do this in what's called a channeled mode. And it's I love it because earlier when you were when you were saying that people were asking if I was going to channel, my team laughs and says this is all channeled in a way, but we're letting you as Jill kind of take the lead. Um, so that was kind of fun. But, yes, let's do more an official channeling <laughs> related to Officially, what there is right. to be excited about, Wait, okay? Let me pull the stamp out. All right. <laughs> you got it? You ready? Got it. <laughs> okay, let me go deeper here. And we're just going to invite everybody to really relax your body and force a smile on your face. Some of you are smiling naturally right now, and that's just great. shows you're having fun. In your bodysuit, we might add. Okay, just letting your body relax, letting that smile maybe become more natural and less forced here as we share. So so what is there to be excited about? That's that's a that's a series of different answers and possibilities for every single one of you. And we're excited for you to not only find out but also discover, create and explore what's what's exciting to you? What's worthy of excitement to you? Is it some of the things that Jill and John have been talking about, whether it's, you know, getting more in your body and, and feeling like that actually is cool, that that the cool kids are in their body <laughs> in this in this community. Or letting yourself be less serious about your soulfulness. That this never needed to be like a like a professorial sort of uh thesis, right? That light can be fun and incredibly deep and purely cosmic while being entirely earthly and so human. So we're excited for this group because we look at you as masters of light. We refuse to look at you any other way. We know who we're, who we're interacting with. And we celebrate the sovereignty. We celebrate that mastery. We celebrate that creator ability Oh, creator ability within. Uh, sorry, that was me just popping in there. Sorry, uh, it felt like a made-up word, and I'm like, no, that's a real word. Okay, sorry. Um, the creator ability within all of you to truly trust yourself at new levels by experiencing yourself on new levels. Some of you have acquired a confidence 
based on feeling and expanse of knowledge. And what's interesting is that that can be the biggest hindrance of your growth because your identity has become what you know, but your growth is based on what you don't know. Now, not knowing doesn't mean lack of intelligence. Not knowing doesn't mean lack of wisdom. Not knowing takes courage. Not knowing is bravery. Not knowing are the, is the energy of the explorers on Earth that created the maps of what was where on the planet. They didn't know where the next landmass would be. They had an inner compass they had a divine connection that maybe they didn't even realize. And that's how we see this group. So the excitement for us is so many different things. All of it based on what will you create next? What iteration of you brings you more joy, brings you more confidence, brings you more love, lets you feel the endless love and support and celebration that we all have for every iota, every ion of you. We've been celebrating you since before you even arrived. We celebrated the idea of you. And we've celebrated every version of you that you've created. So the parts of you that feel like, oh, well, I must, I must be done. I've experienced so much. I've grown so much. What if you haven't seen anything yet? What if there's even more to come? What if the levels of growth and expansion and D-light, light within, and joy in light, that you're just getting started? And that that isn't like an exam or a thesis to finish. That's like an adventure that's just starting. Everything you've ever been is the basis of where you are now. And that also is celebration. The foundation that you've created is star-worthy. And that's an appropriate term for this group. The stardust that is... <laughs> the stardust that is you. The shining light that is you. The stars in the sky that you so easily are impressed by that what you can't see and what you don't know is that they're looking back at you with even more awe because your job is harder. Allowing yourself to be such a wide range of frequencies and emotions and dimensions and layers, confusing layers within humanity while also embracing and claiming like declaring, like, somebody, like an explorer putting their foot on the land and saying, aha, okay, now is there anyone here yet, <laughs> right? What's, what's this party about? Am I the first one here? <laughs> that sense of declaring the unique, individuated expression of source that you are, that's never been before and will never be again. So this license, this authority to create is it's like the new found, it's like the new frontier. 
for all beings of light, for all bringers of light, which is how we look at you. And it's thrilling. It's exhilarating. And it's hard. Hard doesn't mean don't do it. Hard like a like the best athlete. They want the best competitors. This competition isn't even a bad thing. Whatever will motivate you to get out of your box and reevaluate what's holding you back and possibly consider that those are your greatest strengths can be like a pole vaulter just flying over that that highest rung of the pole sitting on the on the two pitches on either side and you're just flying over it as if the stick was never placed and that exhilarating feeling of going where you've never gone before not knowing how it will go not knowing how you'll land that unexpected outcome is the hallmark of mastery and it's terrifying to certain layers of you but the more comfortable you get with that uncertainty and that lack of a guarantee the more savvy you'll be in those situations and then you'll become just this change change maker change agent savvy bringer of light that can truly handle anything and the reason is because you can we wish you had a record of that. All the things you never knew how it would go and you landed. And you, then you just get up and brush yourself off and you keep walking. And <laughs> you don't take time to celebrate. And that's the sign of a master as well. Well, we've been keeping a list of all these major accomplishments in your life. We just wanted to take that moment to, uh, to show you that list. We want you to feel it right now like somebody handing you not just one diploma, but a pile of diplomas helping you feel more certain, more trustworthy in yourself and everything that you are, not just in the all that is, who you are in your body suit, in your human expression of light. So we're excited about this new frontier. It's not being handed to you. You asked for it. You made it. You're setting it in motion. And oh, by the way, you're driving it. That's terrifying to some. But we're right there next to you. We're sitting in the passenger seat. And if you want to look for the map, no, sorry, there's no map with this one. You really are the frontier. You're the map maker of light in your life. And OPS, you've got this. Wow, guys, take that in. Ugh. I feel like we just like blew the doors off on that one. My head feels like it's as big as my house. Yeah, I'm swirling in, in the truth <laughs> and the inv- an invitation in that also. Yeah. Oh, nice. Nice job, everybody. Thank you. Every All of us contributed to that, and I just want to say thank you. I felt it, too. Woo! Oh, I love the message. And it's funny for me, Joe, because the messages, they seem to be getting, and again, I have to refocus my words, my interpretation of the messages are getting simpler and simpler. 
that's the sign of a genius. That was Metatron right there. Yeah. You know you know it's masterful. You know someone knows what they're talking about when they can make it simple. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that we're talking about this because I have this, I want to call it a fascination, but it's more of an affinity with Pythagoras. Do you remember Pythagoras? Oh, yeah. Major mathematical just, it's, right. it's anomaly, yeah. Yeah, and it's, I mean, I knew him in this silly way of, oh, yeah, Pythagoras, uh, the formula of half the base times the height is the area of a triangle, my 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 basic math geek nature. Um, <laughs> but he, he was so much more. I mean, major philosopher, obviously um, Greek, but he attended the Egyptian mystery schools. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting because he actually came through in some of the the special offer that we'll talk about later because the Egyptian mystery school teachings were coming up. Um, so he, I mean, he he did keep it simple, and yet it's so purely esoteric. And I I crave the days when mathematics and science was an esoteric discipline was was so of spirit, and I. I love the examples when there's some, you know, R&D, you know, research and design guy or an in- inventive, you know, individual that they they talk openly about their divine inspiration and they don't know where their ideas come from. Um, this group, we know ex- we know exactly where it's coming from. Yeah, this blending of modern day science with the the pure mysticism. Um, and it's in its highest vibrational way of pure creator ability and yes, simple, exactly. That it doesn't have to be complex to be deep and expanded. Yeah, so I totally agree with you. I love the, the simplicity and the genius and that it that we know it well enough now where it can be simple. It should be right. simple, John. This shouldn't require yeah. decades in a cave. I mean, it really shouldn't. Well, it's structure that causes suffering in all our world. Mm. It's the layers and layers upon structures and trying to make sense of things that when you take them down to the simplest form, it's yeah. right there. But because we seek to be intelligent beings, because we got into Newtonian thinking and all these other things, it, it set us up um, to extrapolate from the simplicity um, different ideas that would try to explain something that was already um, in its most organic state. Mm-hmm. Mm, yes, exactly. The other major cause of suffering is, and it's very related to what you were saying, but for some reason I want to say it this way too, is making things harder than it needs to be. And it's so interesting that with the, I mean, the brain is relatively limited equipment when compared to our soulfulness, right? But it's interesting how the, it's almost like the brain wants job security by making something more complex where it has it it's needed to try to like oh I really got to think about this I got to think my way through this and it never needed to be that kind of hard to begin with and the minute you make it simple our a natural reaction of especially those that consider themselves maybe more intelligent or fairly bright is we discount it because oh it can't be that it's got to be harder than that that's the wrong answer Jill it's too simple <laughs> we like it hard <laughs> <laughs> Right. And, and that's what and that's what this aspect of living ascended that you're teaching that mastery and service mm. and and the, also the ancient mastery school teachings 
really yeah. gets into. So I want to get into this living ascended topic, and, <sighs> and Jill's going to go deep in this. And I'm, it's I can't wait for you guys to um, just participate in this because I know what Jill's bringing in, and it feels it's like it ignites my heart on fire with excitement uh, about what's being shared. Aww. So it's actually in the special offer. And so, Jill, why don't we go over the special offer? Everybody, click on the special offer button on the webcast page. Right underneath Jill's beautiful picture, there's a special Aww. offer button. Click <laughs> on that or go to beyondtheordinaryshow.com forward slash Jill15, and it'll take you to that same page. And, and let's have this living, ascended conversation, Jill, as we go through the um, special offer that you put together. Okay, great. Thank you. Um, so that when I asked my team, because I, you know, for those that don't know me, every time, especially for your, for this audience, for Beyond the Ordinary, I like to create something new that I haven't done before because I get bored. So I don't like, oh, yeah, let's do that thing we, we created two years ago. That wouldn't be fun for me. Um, and my team knows I like to keep it fun for Jill, too. Um, so I ask them before an event like this, what do we want to do this time? And it was so clear because a form of the Pleading Council came forward, which is part of my team, and my team came forward. And we were kind of recollecting that a big theme that often comes up in our client work in private sessions especially is this lack of trust and this kind of sentiment of, I, you know, am I – I don't think I'm ready. It's like I don't think I'm ready to claim the light of source that I am. So there's this hesitation. There's a lot of uncertainty. There's lack of confidence overall. And the team said, let's do, let's do something deep and expansive and important that they, they are ready. Let's show them that they're ready. Let's give them strategies to help them feel ready even when parts of them don't feel ready. So I was like, okay, but I want to make sure that we're also offering something important for those that are ready, that know they're ready. And they said, oh, don't worry about it, Jill, because what we'll do together will turn up everybody. <laughs> we'll help everybody turn up and go, kind of cre- not, not go to that next level because it hasn't been created yet. Create the next level. So that's what we did. <laughs> so the, the series is called Living Ascended. And what happened is that it was nine recordings. And who showed up in this blew my mind. And I think my personal favorite was Gaia's in recording two. Um, she is so beautiful about him helping us see ourselves as the master that we are. by Because most of us have the Gaia and the planetary consciousness as she is, a bit on a pedestal, right? It's, it's easy to revere Gaia, right? And we call her mother as if we're children, etc. So we already kind of give her a placement in this reality of, of reverence and awe and just tremendous love. So when, when I interact with her, and she did this so beautifully in the series, the first thing she does is she puts you on a pedestal where you're eye to eye with her. And she treats you that way. And she, the wisdom that she offered to help the layers of us that, that kind of don't normally get there to that sense of, no, 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 I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to like, almost like be on my knees for Gaia. Like that's what it's supposed to be. I'm, I'm like the child and she's the mother. And those layers of us unwittingly hold us back from embracing our sovereignty. Because the whole, the Living Ascended series 
is all about us giving ourselves the credit we deserve for the soulfulness, the eternal light that we are. That's the upgrade of humanity that got us into these bodysuits to begin with, is that grand cosmic opportunity of upgrading humanity from the inside out, purely from source energy. You guys, that's us. That's this group. So we did not hold back in terms of very specific, okay, now watch out for your brain doing this. You know when your brain does that? Here's a way to counteract that. And what is the brain? I mean, we spent a really uh, like healthy amount of time on the natural obstacles that keep us from feeling like we're ready. And we just nailed them, just like one, two, three. Okay, here's what we do about one. Here's what we do about two. Here's what we do about three. With major activations, powerful messages, but really practical tools too. So yes, we keep it, kept it simple, but it's mind-blowing at the same time. So it's, I, I, it, it rocked my world. And then in recording number seven, we talked about these, it's like golden seeds and platinum rays for major growth of our light. So it feels to me like the first maybe one through five is about really getting deeper into the, like the core light of source that we are, including while we're human. And then like six through nine are about, okay, here's what you can do with it. In a really like, oh my God, like I, I probably was like discounting what was possible for me, or I probably was feeling like I'm, you know, I missed my chance at that. And oh, it's it's just it's it's delicious, John. <laughs> it's delicious. Ah, <laughs> uh, this all feels just so wonderful, and and, and it's it's alchemy as far as I'm concerned. Mm, um, major alchemy for this ascended living, yeah. And, yes. And then this, so people also get are going to get a bonus live Q and A. Yes, that always feels like a like an extremely um, important part of the process because we do have questions. And what I love about the other series that we've done in this kind of format, where I pre-record, not just with my team, all of our teams are a part of that that preparation of what's in these recordings, which are all available right upon purchase. You're going to get all of them. Um, is that we also let I want to say a little wild card in there, right? Where us in our in our human in our human connection of our mastery, where we can you know write down questions. And I encouraged um, at the beginning in, in uh, recording number one to have a piece of paper or some way that you can write down some questions or things that pop up for you. And then if they don't get answered, bring those up in the Q and A call. Because the Q&A call then is like a, it's like an extra, it's like an extra kind of like spillover of even more. Because sometimes those questions that come up in the Q&A, they lead us into a whole nother realm of living ascended. So I, I love that co-creation part of it. And that Q&A call is February 24th. So there's a good amount of time to go through the materials, and I do encourage it more than once. These are so multidimensional. So by its nature, you will hear new things every time you listen to it. So by February 24th, which is after I get back from Egypt and Petra, Jordan from that client trip, which, John, you know about because you're going to be there. Um, I'm going to Egypt, yes. That's right. Um, so that February 24th date feels perfect in terms of, you know, that extra space of creation of that bonus Q&A call. 
and the energies that you're going to be amplified with after that trip and us being together and all that is just going to be, you guys are in for powerful, powerful q and um, Especially so Jill being hands-on in the mystery schools in Egypt. Oh. It's going to be freaking phenomenal. Um, one oh. thing that I love about this living ascended, and I love that you're talking about living ascended because mm. for so many years we, we've gone through aspiring to go through the ascension process, not ascending. We've been aspiring mm-hmm. the ascension process. Yeah. But you're telling us that we get to live ascended now. Yes. And it's so funny because I expected, I as human Jill, expected that we would go through like a definition of ascension at the beginning. They snuck it in like in recording four or five. It was so perfect because the mind is going to be like, okay, now what does she mean by ascended? And I love it that we just go a totally different way in terms of the eternal life that you are, what that means, what that offers you. You are ready. (laughs) You've always been ready. Here's how we know that. All about mastery and service. And and then to sneak it in later, because you're right, ascension has been, uh, let me, and this is going to be another uh, kind of quote-unquote yeah. section here. Um, okay, it's Gabriel's like, let me take this one. <sighs> ascension as a concept has been made overly complex and pretty much unattainable by current tenets of spirituality. And that, from my perspective, is tragic. Because it's basically keeping those that want it the most from exactly what has been theirs all along, which is their eternal light. So <sighs> what we get really excited about as a as a group of support beings that that chooses and does see the mastery within humanity, the natural and inherent sovereignty with humanity. It's like the crowning, the coronation of humanity to its divine origins. It requires a sense of claim and ownership of being ascended. That that isn't something that happens post-mortem. That is something that happens on conscious will on behalf of the divine human. So the name, the title of the series is very divinely intentional. It's a, it's a cheeky reminder that ascension is achievable, it is real, and it is 100% available. It's never been kept from humanity, but it was pretended as if it was for other purposes and for other, I want to call it experiments that have been taking place on the planet. It's like, it's like children arriving home before their parents. And should we go in through the window? Should we, you know, no one has a key. And there's this, this young knowing child with bright, shiny eyes that pulls out a key from their hand, from the, from the ether, and says, we don't need to go through a window. We can go in through the front door. And everybody just stands back like, you have a key? And it's the youngest one in the group, underestimated, maybe even underappreciated, that has everything that they need. Now, this is not a group of young children 
This is a group of experienced humans. See where you are even more equipped, not just to present the key, but kick the effing door down. I'm like, Gabriel, he's like, I like to keep it real. <laughs> I love it. Ooh, some, doors, some doors need to be broken down. <laughs> they should have never been shut to begin with. Oh, 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 oh. Woo. I love that. I'm a feisty form of light. <laughs> I love, and I do like that. Jesus is saying, "Amen, sister." <laughs> <laughs> feisty is good. <laughs> uh, what an amazing message! And for me, that really brings up just a reminder for everybody. And guys, we're going to finish going to the special offer because it includes a private session with Jill also. So. You're going to want a private session with Jill if there's an opportunity to do that. Uh, but for me, Jill, this is bringing up in this message from Gabriel. Um, it's really a call for us to get out of the untruth of who we're not mm. and get into the truth of who we really are. And be judgmental. Embrace being opinionated and therefore discerning about truths that have been handed to you that, that don't work that aren't getting aren't delivering what was promised. We should be having uh, way more fun in this community and we should be feeling a lot more love for ourselves and for others. So if that's if that's, you know, your limits test as well, then we can do better and we can we can always there's always better. There's always another another level of light to be. It's exciting. It's wonderful, Joe. And this actually gets me into a topic that I've had with other people who um, are getting away from psychics and channelers because we're supposed to get everything in ourselves, by ourselves. And yes, we're empowered to receive information. We're empowered to embrace these truths. We're empowered to come into ourselves. And it's beautiful. But the mm -hmm. opportunity to go deeper with someone else that can help you resonate your truth and hold that platform and that foundation on a more steady basis, on a continuous basis, it's only going to elevate your ability to keep functioning there instead of the untruths that want to keep you in chaos and in disarray because they're so yeah. invested of you being in there. Yes. And I can appreciate that idea of, well, I don't, I don't want to need... I don't want to need, you know, a channeler. I don't, I would rather, I would rather I was like a self-contained, you know, uh, vessel of light and I wouldn't need that stuff. Well, I, I could, I guess I can say that too, but I really appreciate my energy healer and I'm really glad I have a dentist. I can't yes. take care of my teeth on my own, right? They get in there and they scrape and they floss and they pick and they poke and I have a brighter, happier smile as I walk out. So there's <laughs> we could look at it that way as well. But it's not it's not weak or flawed or diminishing our light to get support in this reality. But I appreciate the caution though, because there are spiritual messengers, there are facilitators of light, there are quote unquote teachers that can actually allow us to feel I wanna say what's that word? Um, oh, it's not passive-aggressive. Oh, what is that word? Enabling. Enab like mm -hmm. an enabler of of dependence. 
where they're not, and I would say the thing that I would really watch out for is not getting support, but is that support guiding you closer to your light, to your light, right. or is it guiding you closer to their light? Because I would be cautious about that. And I'm just so focused on I want everyone to feel closer to their light. And that's kind of an ego thing, <clears throat> excuse me, for some spiritual messengers and teachers as well, is that they're, and I don't feel like they do it intentionally, but you can have the effect of, oh, their light's amazing. Well, I I care less about whether you you appreciate my light as I'm much more motivated by, are you impressed by your light? Do right. you feel your exceptional way of being soulful and a unique light of source creator God that's never been before and will never be again, that you're like one of a kind, perfect rock star in so many ways and yet imperfect, right? But that's anyway, so you can feel that. And I, I do caution about that enabling side where we feel like, well, if we don't have their light, then we don't have a light because we don't have a light, you know? Yeah, you do. <laughs> right. And again, the whole aspect of of having sessions and having that support from someone that resonates for you, that's integral for you, for your yeah. being at the moment, um, mm. it's it's a it's a touchstone. It's it's a stepping stone <sighs> into the awareness of your light. And again, it's just shining yeah. more light on your light so that you can remember even right. greater with greater capacity. And we all yes. have more to remember. Yes. And that's okay. That's, I mean, that's nothing to, I mean, our brains don't need to feel like, oh, yep, I'm not there yet, right? Because our brains do that sometimes. Um, I, I am, I'm excited that we're offering the special, the private session package, because I will never get tired of helping people hear from, you know, what their teams want to say to them and helping them literally see how amazing they are as their soulfulness in their humanness and how it actually does go great together as well as, you know, answering, you know, their questions, et cetera. That comes after I share though. But one of the reasons I love private sessions and I hope that this becomes less of an issue, but I'm just, I almost get nauseous when I hear from somebody that I can tell is a very experienced I want to say light worker. They're a very experienced kind of quote unquote seeker. They've been on their spiritual path maybe for decades. And I share with them in, if it's a 30 minute session, I share for about the first 10 to 15 minutes. And if, if I can see them on FaceTime or Skype, sometimes they're, they're bawling, John. And wow. they're like, no one has ever seen me. And, and I'm sometimes I'm, I can tell they've had like dozens and dozens of readings and sometimes I hang up and I'm just like, okay, what the hell is happening in these other readings? What are they doing if they're not right. helping us feel the light of source that we are? But I get it. There's been a lot of different approaches to enlightenment. And I guess a lot of those sessions are about, okay, I see what you need to work on is this and what you need to work on is that. And, I mean, that's just a different, I want to say, take on reality. What if, like we started off at the beginning of this call, what if we don't need to fix any of that? What if our teams aren't worried about us fixing, quote, unquote, any of those things? What if none of that is getting in the way of our light? None of it. Because you guys, it can't. Your light is eternal, 
indestructible, absolutely amazing. And and we're worried about like, oh well this this problem, this personality flaw in me, you don't you don't understand, Jill. I lose it like in this situation. So clearly I'm not there yet. I'm not I'm not ready. I'll if you knew me, you'd see I'm not ready. And I'm like, no, what you're seeing doesn't have to mean you're not ready. That you're you're overemphasizing little personality quirks and flaws that can be brought into alignment with your light by letting it be exactly what it is. Again, my impatience is is my little example of that. So I I love that work and and there is a part of me as Jill, I, I totally own it, that gets annoyed that there's not more of this. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> I agree. I get annoyed with it also. By the way, I love the crystal. Um, and there's something about the picture in the crystal that you have no. in the private section section of this yes. of the sales page, and we don't have to get into it, but it's charged. There's oh. something going on there. I know. Did you just see the, the little, crystal? I know. Did you see the little pyramid inside of it too? Yes. Yes. I'm oh. like totally into that crystal oh. right now. I'm like oh, staring yeah. at it as you're speaking. I know. That was this super, information. It's so funny. So, so amazing. It's so good. So you guys, I do that. I didn't. I don't. I'm too cheap to pay an admin right now. So, so I did. I did all of that. All of that copy, as they call it. And I was looking for images, and then there were a couple that were too grainy. So, so your amazing staff picked out some of them. Um, but I had the girl with the hair over her face, and she's holding the ball, and then that crystal. And immediately when I saw that crystal image on um, Pixabay, I was like, oh, you, you're going in by the private session part. Oh, yeah. Part. Oh, yeah. If, if you guys <laughs> I felt like the crystal was like, thank you. Yeah, if you don't even participate in the special offer, just listening to this call and, and looking at the crystal for a few minutes will amp you up a little bit. Um, but, guys, take advantage of the offer. Again, the first package with all – the Ascended Living Package and Living Ascended. Um, I love this package, by the way. It's, mm, it's $127. There's a two-payment option, a 30-day money-back guarantee. And then to add to Package A, the private mm. session, um, it's only $187. So for another $60, uh, you get a 30-minute one-on-one session with Jill, and Jill sessions go fast um, in the we most beautiful way. Yeah, it's so efficient and mm, so heartbreaking, though. It's... And thank you. And I record all of them. And you guys, normally a 30-minute session, seriously, what most people pay is $115 just for a 30-minute session. So this is a this is a, like a screaming deal. Yeah. Yeah, this is amazing. Take advantage of this offer, and what a beautiful mm. way um, mm. to kick off the new energies mm. um, that are available that you're all stepping into. It's it's the truth of your own light. Um, but to amplify that and really kickstart it in a way where um, the light goes full on, if you choose, mm-hmm. depending on what comes yeah. under your session. Um, Jill's, I know what Jill does, and, and she can provide the, the, the voltage, if you will, the wattage, uh, to assist you in seeing that within yourself. And, and amplifying it. Mm. So take advantage of the special offer. Again, both packages, mm. 127, 187, both have two payment options. Um, and you can get to a special offer by clicking on the special offer button and buy now. And you can also get there by going to beyondtheordinaryshow.com forward slash Jill15. Jill, what are you excited about this year? <laughs> Where do I start? 
I'm I'm excited for the joy that can be a part of our lives, even though things aren't perfect. And I have my own little examples with that. My father-in-law's health is not good. Um, he's in his 80s, and he's just really taking a turn. And it's 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 so bittersweet, right? Because there are those those normal sort of pains like we talked about that are just part of being human. And I love the the honesty that those don't go away as we get truer and purer in our light, that our ability to really embrace and embody our multidimensionality allows for us to acknowledge those pains and things that we wish we could fix, right? While also making room in our life for the love and the joys and the things that are going so well. Sometimes those those difficult times can feel like a like a big black cloud and like they block our sun. But I, so I guess what I'm personally as as even human Joe most excited about is the proof of our love and the proof of our light in my own life in areas where I need it, right? This it's not fun. To watch your loved one suffer. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to get so so uh, real right there, but that's I mean this is this is life, and I have so many just beautiful clients that you know have put their life and sometimes their joys on hold to take care of a loved one or take care of themselves, and I just love to I love this pioneering new frontier where it's like okay yes that sucks. And right next to it, there there can be also joy. It doesn't it doesn't we don't have to be overwhelmed like a big wave crashing on us when things aren't going perfect. So I that may sound silly, but that's actually what I'm most excited about. Oh, I love that. Uh, thank you for sharing your heart. You're so amazing. <laughs> thank you. Oh. <laughs> well, 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 and what this brings up for me also, Jill, is that as we embrace all of those aspects of ourselves, then we have a different level of understanding. Then those triggers don't get set off when we witness them in someone else. That means that we react differently to it. That means we don't fight war with war, fire with fire. We're mm. coming from a higher understanding and perspective. And when we can stay in that, and people can feel the non-judgment of that. It diffuses mm-hmm. their energy. And so if we really want to diffuse these wars and these turmoils that are happening around the world, we have mm-hmm. to stop the wars within ourselves. That's where it begins. That's so true. Oh, I love what you just said right there. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it's a to me it's just such a, a strange paradox when – I hear people talking about, you know, world peace. And then when you actually get to know them better, you realize they don't even have peace within their, their own household. So They're fighting I'm with not, their dog and their wife and yeah, their mother-in-law. And, that's and, right. right. And, and I'm not dissing this, the fact that they have some discordant energies in their lives, et cetera. I, I have my own flavors of that too. It's that I want to, oh, I'm going to be really maybe exaggerated for effect here, that phoniness of, yeah, I want world peace. And it's like, well, how are you doing it? Because how are you going to get there if you don't even know how to create a sense of inner peace amidst the personal turmoil that's in your life? 
so there's a there's a hypocrisy I want to say to it, and I'm just kind of over it. Um, it just feels so ingenuine. This I want it world does. peace, you know. And I'm and it's it's I get it though because it's not like I don't want world peace. I certainly don't want world wars, right? But I, I, for some reason, there's a bit of a I think I get it more on a cosmic level about about what peace really is. And that it's not something that world leaders can negotiate. Right. It's, yeah. <laughs> I mean, trust them, they've tried, right? Right. Mm. Hasn't yeah. happened for how and, many millions of years? Right. Exactly. And, you know, you and I talked about this, John, um, not too long after you signed up for the Egypt trip, and there was the, the turmoil going on with, with the U.S. Um, leadership deciding to move the Jerusalem embassy from Tel Aviv to. Jerusalem, that was a really big kind of kerfuffle, kerfuffle at the time, and I remember calling you, and I was just, I just felt such sadness because I have so much honor, and on some, I want to say strange, soulful level, I love the people of the Middle East. I, I love them like family, and I, I can feel this whole audience just nodding their heads like, yep, yeah, me too. There's something about it. Even even just in their eyes, that soulful connection. Even when I look at pictures of somebody from the Middle East, I just it's, oh, I just love it's. It feels it feels like a tribe, a beautiful tribe that I feel like a part of, even though I'm clearly not genetically right as Jill. I felt pain for them because of the disrespect that is so often kind of cast their way by other world leaders and other you know, global um, forces trying to just kind of knock them around and disrespect them. Um, so there's, I don't know why I'm talking about this, but I always know that eventually it'll be like, oh, that's why. Um, that's another thing I'm excited about personally for going to Egypt and Jordan is to let myself feel that honor and respect and love for other members of the human race, I want them to feel that for me with my mm. Caucasian skin and my blonde hair and my lighter eyes. I want them to know that I'm not a caricature of, you know, a you know, arrogant American, etc. that that I just feel so much love and respect for their culture and their heritage. Yeah, I I'm, I'm excited about that too. It's just so much coming up, and again, it's it's all coming the excitement um, that I'm hearing from more and more people. And by the way, guys, mm -hmm. we'll send the replay link out a little bit later, um, and an email link, and you can always access the replays by going to theonyourneurishow dot com forward slash replay. Um, but getting back to my point, the excitement that I'm feeling from from leaders like you, Jill, uh, my own excitement that's coming up, and and people that are really on path to to further awakening the light within them, that excitement mm -hmm. isn't coming from achieving a thing. That excitement is coming from feeling something of depth in their heart through connection and collaboration. Yeah. Shifting tremendously. Yep. I love that. And it, it feels, and I like how you described it, because there's a, I want to say there's a maturity to it, right? It's kind of like as a kid, you're excited about the gifts for like Hanukkah or Christmas, but as you get more mature and 
and well, not a age doesn't always equal wisdom and maturity, but <laughs> emotional maturity. You you appreciate say, the, the, <laughs> the different things about it. Um, you appreciate the family. You appreciate the tradition. You appreciate you know the meaning of the season for you and your in your family, and maybe even the tradition of of other other kind of peoples, other other cultures. Um, it's just it's different. So I I love what you said right there. I completely agree. Mm-hmm. I, love tell, I love it. I, I like to tell funny stories. My grandmother, she's passed on now, but my mom's mom, it was, she turned, I think it was her 80th birthday, and she lived in Minnesota. And my my parents and I and my sister moved out here in '83 to Idaho. And I remember calling her on her birthday, and I just love this woman. She so sweet. I said, I said, Grandma Gracie, do you feel smarter? And she said. Oh, honey, I just, you know, I knew stupid people when they were young and they're still stupid, and I knew smart people when they were young and they're still smart. So, no, I don't really feel smarter. <laughs> just like, oh, okay. I was kind of disappointed when she said it, but those were very wise words <laughs> from her that That's age awesome. and wisdom are not always correlated, <laughs> sadly. <laughs> <laughs> but living ascended doesn't require age either, and that's where that's right. you're helping us step into through this awareness show. Mm. And, again, I'm bringing that up again because I want mm. all you guys to participate in the special offering. <gasps> also, yeah. also you. gift yourself a private session with Jill Renee Peeler. Um, mm. I have to warn you, when you have a session, it's it's kind of like having, like, really good piece of cake or ice cream. You're going to want to go back for more. But get the first <laughs> one in. Um, it, it, because there's this, oh. there's, it, again, it's just this community, this love, the, the channeling that comes in. Mm. Um, it's so on point. The last session that we had, I think was in July when we were in California together and you just yeah. blew me out of the water of what was coming up. I was in tears, mm. um, with the I truth remember. that was coming in. Yeah. Thank and you. so that's, that's what's available. You know, when you will up from your heart that yeah. there's truth that's emanating and, and it allows you to relax into uh, that sensitive, innocent side of you that knows, but is too afraid to let the rest of you know um, because of how that knowing may cause you to react. Um, and, and we're reformatting that. And again, th- these sessions with Jill and, and this, these Q and A's and this living ascended course, it's, it's mm-hmm. to allow that integration into allowing your body, your mind, and your heart to integrate all into the knowing, to step into your light, um, Mm -hmm. and to remember that you, too, get to live ascended. It's available to all of us now. Um, And as Gabriel so graciously said, it's time to kick down the effing door. Um, (laughs) With that, take take advantage of the special offer. Uh, Get there by clicking on the special offer button or going to beyondyournerdshow.com forward slash Jill 15. And of course, we'll send the replay link out. And again, the replay link will be found at beyondtheordinaryshow.com forward slash replay. And Jill, with that, is there a final message that you want to leave us with? Yes. I don't know what it is yet, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah I knew I it. Just, <laughs> I felt my mouth opening and I'm like, are we? Do we? What are we doing? <laughs> okay. It's okay. They're like, go deeper, Jill. (laughs) This is the grand finale here. (laughs) The pressure's on. Okay. Oh, the grand beginning. There we go. That's so good. (laughs) Okay, here we go. Our, Our greatest pleasure and our deepest purpose with this group 
is to cheer on the amazing light that you are. When we were speaking earlier about that you have a a much harder job than the, the sparkly, shiny stars in the sky, who also fear their mortality, by the way, you're this we take our support of you seriously. We set our own bar for for ourselves, if you will, very high because your role is so instrumental to the authentic evolution of humanity. This group is not playing around. We take you very seriously because we know you as the all that is. You guys are fierce. You're amazing. You're powerful creators, powerful, powerful creators. And the the importance and the value, not from a sense of, of you're not valuable now, but the, the hugeness of the opportunity, especially in a community like this, is something that we we dedicate our deepest, most expanded layers to because you're asking for that. So we show up that way. So when you expect to have an amazing experience with us, <laughs> we we like, okay, we get excited about that. We love to to push the envelope with you about what's possible. And it's not us doing it and you're not. We're doing it right alongside you because we we promised we would. That's the agreement that we had. We and we stuck to it. We we stuck to our agreement to keep shining that light on that light within you, within your that's still there in your humanness. That's still such a grand secret. And <laughs> not to us, not to you, and to less and less of a group like this that's really brave enough and courageous enough to declare the light of source creator God that you are even in your humanness. So John asked Jill about what she's excited about. That's what we're most excited about. We didn't want to be left out of that question. So we have and literally eternal love and appreciation and support and compassion as well. Um, compassion master to master, uh, we get it. It's a, it's a tough job being in that human bodysuit with that very, and especially with the standard issued human bodysuit. So we we get that. We um, we love to offer tips and strategies and timeless truths, uh, fresh insights about why it works that way and how to work around those limitations so that you can get busy being the light of source that you are. And so it is. Ah, beautiful. Ah, Jill, Metatron, Gabriel, it's, it's everyone who showed up on this call that you were bringing through. Um, thank you so much for, for being here. And again, th- this inauguration of, of 2018 for the season on Beyond the Ordinary and, and, and for all of us who are ready to awaken even brighter into our being. Uh, such a beautiful call. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, John, for the opportunity. Thank you to everybody that participated live for an archive. I, I deeply appreciate that we all are a part of, of what happened here, and I, I want to thank you as well. It's It's really my honor 
to see my the mastery and my fellow masters and and do whatever I can to help su- support that and celebrate that in this reality. Ah, thank you, Jill. And and that brings me to everyone on the call on the replay. And Jill just said it, fellow masters. Mm. Guys, it's time to forget who you are not. Hmm. I said earlier, in time to remember who you are. And you're masters at students in the same time, but masters in the innocence and the excitement and the wonder of these new things that we have to learn and and how grateful I am for all of you that are here um, to be able to feel the amplification of love that I know that's available and there's so much more waiting for us as, as we choose to receive. So for today, I'm choosing to receive all of you and your love, and thank you for that. And so with that, that I bow to you, and namaste. Send you a huge hug, all of my love, and look forward to seeing the next call. Have a fantastic evening. Thank you.